Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Thursday, Thanksgiving Day edition of the show to continue our series on what every team in the NFL has to be most thankful for. We're wrapping things up, of course, with the NFC today. And Kyle, welcome to the show and happy holidays to you. Happy holidays. I'm glad we are doing this podcast without drafting Thanksgiving Day plates like yep. we did last year on the show. I believe it was uh, last two Thanksgiving. Years. Two, two years, years ago. ago. Wow, what yeah. time flies, man. Like, how is that even? Yeah, so if you missed that, go back. What was that? That was that was probably about 200 episodes ago, huh? <laughs> yes, and the thing, I we, know we, we didn't do we, it. We were on Locked On when we did it. Because we um, didn't switch over yeah. to draft dudes until January of that draft cycle. So you got to go back to one of the first ever episodes of Locked On NFL Draft. We started that show in what, September or August? Um, and it was yes. Thanksgiving. So it was literally one of the first like 30 shows of Locked On NFL Draft. We drafted Thanksgiving Day plates and... Uh, Joe drafted a better plate because he had mac and cheese. You're still better about it today. You tweeted about me. Because normal people don't eat freaking mac and cheese at Thanksgiving. That's why I'm bitter about it. Uh, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. It's because I live above the Mason-Dixon line. I've realized this. All right. Sad. Really sad. It is sad. You're right. I don't even want to be here. (laughs) I'd rather be down in Charlotte rubbing elbows with Joe Marino all day. Uh, you, you, You will next week. Can't wait. Yep. Feel like Bart Scott. Can't wait. Our last hurrah. December the last, 2nd. The last hurrah before December 2nd. Draft dudes 307 when one of us strangles the other and hence we can't do the show anymore after the Bills and Dolphins play. So you ready to talk about NFC thankfulness? Yeah, because they're winning the Super Bowl. That's what you told me Monday, it's, right? It's true. It's true. Rams, right? Did we already watch did we already watch the Super Bowl? Did we just and then we're just gonna do it again, but the same result? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Saints might have something to say about this, brother. They've already I know beat Sa- the Rams. Saints are incredibly good. <laughs> yeah, the Saints are incredibly good. Um, the Rams obviously are very talented. The NFC East, which we're gonna start with on this show, is just jacked up this year. So it won't be any of those guys. And I'm not buying it in Chicago right now. Uh, by the way, Joe, Trubisky watches in. Jeopardy. Why'd you say that? It's very close. It's it's dipped underneath, but I because mean... Because he might not be playing today. Oh, is that really a true thing? He's got a right shoulder injury. And if he He's doesn't playing. play, the bet's off. Well, then the Sammy Watkins bet's no, off. No, because you knew what you were getting with Sammy Watkins, damn it. Oh, no, 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 no. No, then A.J. Green's injured, so the and Tyler Eifert's injured, so the Bengals-Broncos bets off. Well, you shouldn't have No, it's all it's on the part Bengals. of it. It's part of no, it. No, it's not. It's not. It's 16 games. It's a 16-game slate. 
Can I, if if he doesn't get it, can I put the playoff game in? Well, well, no, this is nonsense. It's we'll, we'll go if he doesn't get it, then we'll go down to average per game. That's so perfect. he'll get his average that's all, per that's game. All ask, that's all I'm asking for. Is it's just some logic applied to the bet. Yeah, well, I'm not giving you it out on this. You've you, you people don't know it, but you you played you pull you played a little card on me on Monday with something else. Where what did I do? Oh, you finagled your way records and y- yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, king of the north. Yeah, yeah. yeah king of the south. Yeah, pe- people will just never know what that's about. But just know that that's Kyle. Like, just know. Just he's know a loophole a, guy. There's there's a king in the north, and his name is not Stark. It's Crabs at the Draft Network. Let's talk about the NFC East. We'll get to the North here in just a moment, Joe. The Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to let you take lead. What should the Cowboys be thankful for as we enter this Thanksgiving day? Yeah, the defense, right? They've got dudes on this defense. Uh, D-Law is a stud. Leighton Vanderesk has been so good on the second level. Byron Jones has been so good. So that trio and look, the contract thing with D-Law up in the air. They really just need to bring him back and not think twice about it. And um, you know, it'd be a tragedy if he moved on. But to have a superstar, in my opinion, at all three levels is really good. And that's what makes this defense really exciting. And obviously – Dak is, you know, Dak being good is what this team success is going to come down to, but at least they've got some building blocks on defense. Would you rather start calling Dak Hack Prescott or Yak Prescott? I'll let you decide that. Okay. <laughs> Before I trigger too many Cowboys fans, uh, be thankful for Ezekiel Elliott because when you decide to give him the ball, which you should be doing more often than you are. Uh, he is one of the most uh, versatile, difficult to tackle offensive weapons in the NFL. And uh, we're going to talk about another one of those with the New York Giants because you need to be thankful for Saquon Barkley. The guy has single handedly transformed your offense into, unfortunately, a little bit of check down central with Eli Manning. But you know what? If I was going to get check downs to any guy coming out of the backfield, Saquon will be up there for me because he's such a great athlete and because he can make you miss and he can challenge you as a tackler and create a lot of added yardage on his own. I think that's been one of the areas that he's really shined throughout the first 11 games of his NFL career. Okay. Saquon Barkley's my answer, but uh, instead of elaborating, I would be thankful if you would give me your best Saquon Barkley uh, impersonating somebody with a thick, thick New York accent. What? Give me say Saquon Barkley's name, impersonating somebody with a thick New oh, York yeah. accent. Yeah, a, a Bronx accent. Yeah, and I, have, I want. I want. Uh, you can rip them off all in a row. I want a New York accent. I want the English accent, and I want a Southern accent. Oh, geez, well, y'all got that Saquon Barkley up there in the north. There's your your Southern accent. That was a little bit more Alabama. No, it's, no I'll do. I'll. I'm from the. No, you needed to go Saquon Barkley. Saquon. You, you need more. There's more syllables there. That wasn't your best. Okay. Well, there's different dialects of Southern accents. Right, you jerk. All right. You got two and more. If I'll go talk in my British accent and go talk about Saquon Barkley. Nice. Nice. And uh, Bronx. I'm not good at Bronx. I could do a good Boston accent. All right. I'll, I'll settle for that. Uh, Saquon Barkley rocks my fog and socks. How was that? <laughs> Thanks for playing along. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Well. 
Let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles, the defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, by the way, living in the greater Philly metro, uh, I get to listen to a lot of Philly sports radio, and these people are losing their minds. No less than four months ago, Howie Roseman was a god who could do no wrong. Doug Peterson was a head coaching revolutionary that would change the way coaches played the game. And their offensive personnel had gotten better because they added Mike Wallace over Torrey Smith to the outside as an outside wide receiver. This team has been hammered with injuries. This team had Carson Wentz coming back from an ACL injury. Didn't practice for the entire length of OTAs in the spring. Was not cleared for practice and missed several games because of said injury and the recovery window. And this fan base is calling in just hammering anybody and everybody affiliated with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, this is a this is the byproduct. This collapses the byproduct of several years of bad drafting and bad contracts. And Doug Peterson doesn't know how to formulate a game plan. I'm just shaking my head. I can't do it. I can't do it. So I would say be thankful that you guys have this renewed sense of expectation around your team. You guys won the Super Bowl last year. Be thankful that you guys won the Super Bowl and stop bitching about everything because it makes me want to pull my hair out. That that was one of your great rants right there. Uh, put Save that one for the audio archives. Um, I'm going to go with Carson Wentz. You've got your quarterback, and I know that there's been some down moments this year. Early on, he actually looked really good. Uh, but the, not practicing for the entire offseason really, really matters, and, and the scheme doesn't evolve like you expect it to. Uh, to me, it's just be thankful you have Carson Wentz because that franchise cornerstone's in place, and, and Philadelphia can be competitive for a long, long time, and you've already got your Super Bowl. So be happy, even though your things aren't going well this year. Okay, Washington Redskins. Uh, Joe, did you see what Darius Geist did the other day? I have no idea. No, I didn't see this. Okay, so I think the Redskins need to be thankful for Darius Geist. Somebody caught Darius Geist. He was at a gas station, and a homeless person came up and asked him if he had any change. And Darius apparently said, according to the eyewitness that was there that recorded the video on his cell phone, uh, not with you wearing that Bama sweatshirt. The guy was wearing a, a, an Alabama sweatshirt. Okay. Now this story does take a nice turn here. Uh, Darius finishes pumping his gas. He calls the guy back over and apparently he hands him a hundred dollar bill. And Darius guys, you know, for all of the mud that this guy was drugged through at the pre-draft process, before he got hurt, he was the last person to walk off the field signing autographs. He bought out a movie theater and invited random people. He said, Hey, first people to show up, come watch this movie with me at the movie theaters. Now he's given, you know, less fortunate individuals than himself money at the gas station and a hundred dollar bill, no less. Mm. I mean, he's a, he's a really good hearted young man. And I think Washington should be really thrilled to have him as, as a part of their organization. Um, good answer. Good answer. Um, I'm going with the safety tandem that they have there. Ha ha Clinton Dix and DJ Swearinger. That might be the best group in the league right now with the way that they're playing. And um, obviously Ryan Kerrigan up front and Deron Payne's playing well. But to me, this safety duo is is weird, but it's like the identity of this defense. And they got, aha, Clinton Dix at a steal. Swearinger's playing great, and it's a really, really nice young tandem. 
Let's shift to the north. The Chicago Bears. Joe, I know you have a great answer here, so why don't you go ahead and cue it up for us. What should the Chicago <laughs> Bears be thankful for? John Gruden, baby. Uh, they gift-wrapping Khalil Mack to them. Took that team to the next level because we talked a lot about the Bears over the summer, and, I, and there was a lot of hype around the Chicago Bears and what they could be. And I was like, look, I think this team's a year away. I really like the trajectory of this team, but you know, Mitch is still going to getting acclimated. Nagy needs to get his scheme going. And they didn't have any pass rushers. Well, that changed instantly when John Gruden was stupid enough to trade Khalil Mack to the Bears. This defense is unbelievable. Nagy scheming things up really well on offense. They've got some weapons. But by and large, the reason the Bears are number one in the AFC or NFC North right now and are you know likely to make the playoffs this year is because John Gruden was dumb enough to give them Khalil Mack. Uh, you know I'm going to say Trubisky, right? Which is a good answer, too. Yeah. No, it's a, you got to say Khalil Mack. I changed my mind last minute here. Trubisky is promise for what can be when he's on. He's great. He's not consistent yet. Khalil Mack, guy's a stud. One of the best defensive players. And parlaying off of what you said about John Gruden, trading him, his appearance has transitioned the attitude of that entire defense along with the infusion of first-round pick this past year, Roquan Smith. Love the attitude that the Bears play with on defense. Detroit Lions. I want to talk about Frank Ragnow and Ragnow's ability to help remodel the attitude of this team. Uh, on Johnson has been very productive as a rookie back for the Detroit Lions on a team that hasn't had a productive back period in like several years. And Ragnow and his plug-and-play ability has been a big piece of that. He's a guy that stands out to me. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, on Johnson. Um, man, he's been so good. Like, it's not normally this hard for teams to replace running backs, Like, but they haven't had a good one since Barry Sanders, like legitimately. Like a, a guy that you can say that's that's the, the running back. And, you know, it's, they went like years and years and years without a – 100-yard rushing performance. I mean, it's been bad, right? And it's weird because Matt Stafford's been a really productive quarterback. The spacing should be there, and they just haven't been able to take advantage of it. on Johnson has in- ignited this rushing attack. He's really special when, you know, look, I mean, you know, you saw that offense when he went down against Carolina and, and what how different it looked without him in there. I think he's a high-impact player. His receiving abilities are very present in helping this team. He's just a multifaceted player that has really been kind of that missing link on the Detroit on the Detroit offense. So I think that he's he's been sensational and he's going to be a big reason why Detroit's going to continue to grow and evolve and get better on offense. Joe, the Green Bay Packers, the floor is yours. Yeah, I'm going with Kenny Clark here, Kyle. This guy's been unbelievable. He might be one of the best like best five defensive linemen in the game uh, in terms of the way he's playing right now. He's productive against the run and pass. And uh, this this overall defense is playing a lot better this year. It's still pretty average overall, but um, the secondary is better than it was last year. And, and you know, look, a big reason why is because of what Kenny Clark's getting done up front. He is uh, he's a monster up front, and I don't know if he gets the recognition he deserves, but he's one of the best five defensive tackles in the game right now. All right, Packers fans, sit down. Come here. Look at me. If you're one of those idiots – that says Aaron Rodgers is a part of the problem in Green Bay. Appreciate what you have. You won't understand until he's gone. You've had great quarterback play for three decades. 
I don't expect you to know any better, but Aaron Rodgers is, I would trade every first round pick I had every year that Aaron Rodgers continues to play in the NFL to have Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I don't care that he missed a throw on third and two because the ball got stuck in his hand. Peyton Manning threw six picks in a game one time. Okay. Aaron Rodgers this year, when you consider he got hurt early in the year and he's still out there playing, we thought his season was done in the season opener against Chicago in the first half. He got carted off with tears in his eyes and he comes back out and plays the second half and he can't even put weight on his leg and he leads you guys back from nothing. And I hear a couple ungrateful Packers fans after this latest loss that Aaron Rodgers is part of the problem. We need to start thinking about quarterback. Shut up. Just stop. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best two players in all of the NFL. Appreciate what you have. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Between that and the Eagles rant, man, you are uh, you are on fire. I'm passionate. I'm passionate about my takes today. I I like it. You're thankful like for it. it. I am. Yeah, I am. Let me see that. Yeah. Nice Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. Daniil Hunter, for me, a player that was not a premium draft prospect in the way that he wasn't a first-round pick and the way he's developed into one of the most dominant pass rushers in the league. He can win with speed. He can win with power. Uh, The number of ways that he can beat you and challenge you as a pass blocker is overwhelming. And because he was a player that was not uh, this this high cost to acquire and the return that they've gotten for that pick. I think that's a player the Vikings definitely need to be thankful for. I'm going with Adam Thielen, man. This guy's one of the best 10 receivers in the game. He's fourth 10? in the NFL. Yeah. Go higher. You want me, you want me to go higher? Well, go look, higher. I, okay, maybe higher, but he's a really exceptional number one wide receiver in the NFL. 85 catches for 1,013 yards and seven touchdowns already this year. Um, and here's the thing. His contract, four years, 19 million, Kyle. Like, wh- I mean, <laughs> that's that's a lot of money. Like, I know I get that for, like, normal people, but for what he does in the NFL, he is, uh, I mean, he's way, way underpaid. Let's just put it that way. So, uh, Adam Thielen and what he does for this offense is exceptional, and he's, he's awesome. He, he's the guy that the Vikings fans should be thankful for. All right, Joe, before we go any further, we have to talk about the NFC South and NFC West. But before we get there, I want to talk about one of our sponsors on today's show. Today's episode is sponsored by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing. So if you're like me and you live up north, you're bunkering down, getting ready for the cold months ahead. And I know, it sucks. But with Action Heat, you you can give yourself a little bit of a break from the frigid cold. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to those in a heated car seat. They can reach temperatures up to 135 degrees and are powered with rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours on each charge. Action Heat batteries can also be used to recharge your phone or any other gadget while you're wearing them. This is a perfect gift for any family member or friend that might be on your holiday list. Or maybe if you're like me and you just hate the cold in general, it's a good thing to consider for yourself. It's good for anyone who works outdoors, 
uh, people who outdoor snow sports like skiing and snowboarding. And Action Heat Clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body. Includes jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like the heated base layer and long johns. You can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat. Make winter activities more enjoyable with a blast of warmth. Action Heat is the perfect solution to keep you toasty and warm, even in the most frigid winter weather. So if you want to get in on this, here's what you need to do. We've got a special deal for our listeners to save 20% off your entire order. Go to actionheat.com slash locked on. Check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the promo code locked on at checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. We'd like to thank them for sponsoring today's show. We'll be right back after this brief break to get into the NFC South and NFC West. All right, Kyle, let's do this. Let's get into the NFC South, where the Atlanta Falcons are not having the season they expected to have. And I'll take the honors here on what they should be thankful for. And that's that there's only six weeks left in the season. And they're not... Wow. They're not in need. Look, they're not in need of a major overhaul this offseason. They just need to get healthy, maybe add an interior offensive lineman, maybe add a defensive lineman, get their guys back and go back and be one of the contenders in the NFC. So be thankful that the season's almost over and that there's nothing that you really, really need to do to overhaul to get back to contending. Uh, I would say for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, seeing Deion Jones come back, after he was expected to miss the year, is something exciting. It's it's something to look forward to, adds another layer. Uh, Joe, as you said, this season's kind of a wash. Uh, the, the Saints are spectacular. The Panthers are having a good season. And the, the Falcons will be an afterthought when the postseason rolls around, but that's okay. Uh, be thankful that you're getting some players back, getting them healthy. Just focus on building some positive momentum and staying healthy the rest of the season. All right, Kyle, Carolina Panthers keep pounding. What do you got? What should they be most thankful for? Christian McCaffrey. Mm. The the number of ways that he can influence your offense, you know, and there's, there's a lot of running anti running back truthers out there that will talk about, you know, how bad of a pick it is to pick Christian McCaffrey in the top 10 and how dumb it was to take Saquon Barkley with the second overall pick. But realistically, with the way the NFL's played these days, if you've got a legit pass-catching threat out of the backfield, you can spread the field. These guys can do a lot of damage. And we've seen Christian McCaffrey this year really turn the corner as far as running between the tackles, his ability to run with confidence in traffic, And he's really coming into his own as a two-way running back in the NFL. And I think that those dynamics that he brings to this offense are something that Carolina fans should be very thankful that their team went out on a limb and took the risk to acquire. I'm going with a healthy Cam Newton, Kyle. Back in 2015, when Cam was the NFL MVP, he was the toast of the NFL. And then he had two consecutive off-seasons where he didn't practice. He didn't have any time with the team in camp or preseason virtually, and it really showed on the field. And now he was able to have that again this past offseason, and Cam is playing maybe the best football of his career. And a lot of that has to do with some of the pieces around him and what North Turner has been able to do, and like you just mentioned with Christian McCaffrey. But when Cam is healthy, and he is right now, 
he is able to engineer a very, very difficult offense to defend because of his dual threat ability and where he can test defenses in terms of his arm talent. So him being healthy is a very big deal, and it's exciting to see because this Carolina Panthers offense has had some really good moments this year. Uh, All right, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'll take the lead here. Uh, I'm going with this dynamic receiving duo of O.J. Howard at tight end and Mike Evans. I know the quarterback thing really – what, did you pause? Did you have yeah, something there? Yeah, poor one out for OJ. Just went on is IR. He, whoa. Is he on IR? Why am I just now learning this? Uh, let me have my producer double check. I don't want to misquote it. Yep. OJ wow. Howard of Tampa Bay Buccaneers placed on an IR. This was as of Tuesday. Lord. Um, I missed that news today. Well, that sucks. But uh, this season's basically over for Tampa Bay anyways. And whoever right, the yes. quarterback... <laughs> <laughs> Pivot, man. We're pros. Um, look, I, we don't know if Jameis is going to be back or what they're going to do at quarterback, but to know that you have a dynamic receiving tight end like O.J. Howard and, and a true number one receiver in Mike Evans gives you a nice uh, nice couple toys to work with. So they should be thankful for those two weapons. Yeah, listen, man. O.J. has 34 catches for 565 yards and five touchdowns this year. In his career, he's got 60 catches for – 997 yards and 11 touchdowns. This has been a great pick for Tampa Bay. 19th overall pick in 2017. He's averaging 30 catches and 500 yards and five and a half touchdowns a year. Unfortunately, we won't get to see the way he would have ended this season, but he would have been a very productive. Like He probably would have 55, 60 catches for over 800 yards and probably eight, eight to 10 touchdowns. Yep. That's a terrific season for a tight end. So I'm right there with you. I think O.J. Howard is a player that that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whether it's you know Jason Light or whoever else that comes in, and whether it's Dirk Cutter at head coach or whoever else comes in, if they make those changes, that's a player you put a gold star next to and say, this is one of our cornerstone players going forward. They definitely need to be thankful for O.J. Howard. New Orleans Saints, Kyle. You can take the lead here. Drew Brees. Drew Brees and the performance that he cashed in against the Eagles was one of the most performances I've seen all season. And Drew Brees continuing to play at such a high level so late into his career is really extending New Orleans's Super Bowl window, which they're going to need to cash on in the next two years if they want to get another one before they have to kind of take a big step back and reassess where they are as a team. Yeah, I'm going with uh, NFL MVP Drew Brees. He's my guy. He's the one. Everyone talk about Todd Gurley and Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes. To me, the favorite right now for NFL MVP is Drew Brees. He is playing quarterback, arguably the best of anybody in the world right now. And age doesn't seem to be limiting him. And I mean, look, I know that they, they have Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara in a good offensive line, but I mean, he just maximizes every bit of talent that offense has and what he was able to get done with Traquan Smith this past week. Really exciting to see see Drew Brees continue to dominate the NFL and enjoy him because uh, I don't know how much longer we're going to get him, but he's playing at a high, high level. All right, Kyle, moving on to our last division of the series here, the NFC West. We'll start with the Arizona Cardinals. I'll let you go first. Josh Rosen. Same yeah. thing we talked about yesterday with the New York Jets. Season has not been a successful campaign but the promise of what is ahead and the ability to acquire a young promising quarterback that has shown a lot of flashes, even if he hasn't necessarily been consistent with his production has not 
protected the football at a high degree. I think he's got 10 interceptions versus 10 touchdown passes this year. Doesn't matter. Rosen's showing you enough and the ability to do the same things he did at the college level that needs to get you excited as a Cardinals fan. Yeah, Josh Rosen. I mean, he's had some low lights this year for sure, which is expected for a rookie quarterback. But his his highs, they might be the best of any rookie quarterback we've seen so How far. Dare I know you, Baker. Sir. Look, Baker. How against dare the you, Jets sir? Was, look, mucho te querisi. Um, Baker's. <laughs> you see, you're not a Nacho Libre what? guy. I made I made a pop culture. I don't even know if it's a pop culture that's, reference. That's but, not a pop culture. Reference. I made a Nacho. You don't. Need, you need to get more on board with Nacho Libre. It's a sensational movie. Sometimes but we that, wear stretchy pants. He's okay, so you know, yeah, you know it. Nacho Libre. All right. Well, then you should have known mucho tequerisi. Um, Josh Rosen's good, and he's going to be good for there a long go. time. Good recovery. <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco 49ers, I'll take the lead here. Kyle, it's got to be George Kittle in my opinion. This guy's having an unbelievable season. 50 catches, 775 yards, three touchdowns, and he's had three different quarterbacks throwing him the ball. And they can't. he can't be stopped. And he's a dynamic blocker, and he's stretching the field, and he's developing as a route runner. I, I did a piece on him a couple weeks ago about you know his evaluation and how he's evolved in the NFL and, and – just really developed into what I think. I think he's a top five NFL tight end right now. He's a special, special player. Here's the thing about Kittle and his translation from college to pro. The reason why he's so unstoppable with three different quarterbacks throwing in the ball is because he played his whole career at Iowa with bad quarterbacks throwing in the football. <laughs> I just wanted to bury CJ Beth for a little bit. You know, Kittle's a great call. I agree with you. Be thankful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Seattle Seahawks. I'll let you go first. Russ. End of story. Guy. I mean, this is what I talked about yesterday on the show with Deshaun Watson, right? Like elevating the play around you. If you looked at this roster, would you have guessed the Seattle Seahawks are a fringe playoff team at this point in this season? He's carried this team. And granted, they've gotten back to running the ball a little bit more consistently. But when they're passing the ball, when they need to make plays... Russell Wilson and his ability to extend plays when when needed and his gifts throwing the football have really transcended what is, by and large, a, a reset as far as who the featured skill players are in the offense. Yeah, it's Russ. He's, he's the franchise. They're going to be good. They're going to be competitive just because they have him. And... Uh, so a lot of philosophies on why they had to blow things up and so many different personalities and too many alphas that when things go south, it just there's too much finger pointing. You had to do it. But Russ is that stabilizer, and they have a chance to win every week because of Russ Wilson. Uh, last team, we'll close this thing out, Los Angeles Rams. I'm going with Aaron Donald, Kyle. Uh, I mean, it, watch, you watch the game against the Chiefs. I mean, he's unblockable. What's that statistic? He's got like 13 and a half sacks this year, and he's been double teamed on over 70% of his snaps. He's, he's, he's the best football player on the planet, and he cannot be stopped. He overcame all the stupid stuff people talked about his size, and he is the most dominant defensive player in the game, and uh, we get to enjoy him for a long time to come. You want to have your world rocked by an Aaron Donald stat? Okay, I thought you were going to be contrarian, and I was about to. We weren't going to make it to the Bills I mean, Dolphins game. No, it's my answer is Jared Goff, but I want to talk to you about okay. Aaron Donald for a split second. Okay, I'm here for that. How many sacks does Aaron Donald have this year? Is it 13 and a half or 12 and a half? 14 and a half. 
Okay, 14 and a half. How many did he have in the first three games of the season? Uh, two. Zero. Oh, geez. And because he, he missed all that time. He has 14 and a half. 14 he might and have half, 20 right he now. He has 14 and a half sacks in his last eight games. That's stupid. He's on pace. That's you stupid. take his last eight games, he's on pace for 29 sacks. Jesus, man. Wow. The answer is Jared Goff, though. Because, I, you know, it's funny. I went back through Twitter just the other night, and I was looking for all those Jared Goff bust tweets from 2016. And I'll be damned if I couldn't find any, Joe. It's weird. It was really weird. <laughs> it was really weird how all we heard about when Jeff Fisher sank this team into the ground was how Jared Goff's a bust after seven games. You seen Jared Goff's stats this year? You seen it? Jared Goff's ability to throw dimes in the red zone? You see that Jared Goff throw to Gerald Everett up the sideline? to take the lead in that football game in crunch time. You see these things? Oh, yeah. That didn't look like a bust to me. This looks like a legit franchise quarterback. Jared Goff is completing 67% of his passes. He's on pace for 5,100 passing yards this year, and he has 20 more touchdowns than interceptions this year. He has a quarterback rating of 113.5. Don't bury players after six games. Jared Goff, be excited if you're a Rams fan. This kid's 24 years old, and he's continuing to get better and better. Be thankful. Uh, does, does that rule apply to Josh Allen? Should he be buried after six games? or He's played more than six games. Has he? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's I all. can still bury him if I think he was bad to begin with. I thought Goff was good. You You've Kyle, you've you've been fine with Josh Allen, and I think I've it's because I'm a Bills. If I wasn't a Bills fan, yeah, bless bless Bills yeah, Mafia. If, you, if they my don't even best know, friend was not a Bills fan. They don't know. I'm pert- <laughs> you, Yeah, they don't know. Yeah, you're but. right. They don't. But uh, that's okay. It's okay. We'll see how it pans out. Here's here's hoping to three years from now on Thanksgiving, you rubbing my nose and not being a fan, Josh Allen. I hope so. We'll do this every year just to make sure I have that chance. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We'll lock it in. And you guys can lock it in right here on the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you're listening on Thanksgiving or or sometime this weekend, we'd like to thank you guys for joining us and and tagging along. Uh, I'm sure I can speak for Joe. We are very thankful for all of you who listen to this show and keep coming back on a day-to-day basis. If you're new to the show, please hit subscribe, follow along with us, and hopefully you're thankful you did. Uh, we're on Twitter. If you want to get your hot takes to us for next Tuesday's Takes on Takes, Joe is at the Joe Marino. I'm at Grinding the Tape. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Have a very wonderful weekend, rivalry weekend in college football. Joe and I are going to be at Oklahoma, West Virginia tomorrow night. So we have that to be thankful for and look forward to. And we'll update you guys on Monday on how things went. Thanks for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.